We are looking at a series that I started speaking to you about entitled The Supernatural Church. I want to say The Supernatural Church. Part number one, we looked at accessing the supernatural. And I established that the way to access the supernatural, the supernatural life is by being born again. If a man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The word in the Greek, it simply means it's a new species of being. The old is gone and the new has come. In actual fact, when he says it's a new species of being, it means this person has never existed. That's what it means. So when you get saved, something new happens. He that is born of God overcometh the world. For notice, it says, if you are born of God. Have you seen a lion giving birth to a dog? Never happens. To never happen. Except they cook something up in the lab. Um, let's not even go there. But anyways. Um, a lion will give birth to a lion. He that is born of God overcometh the world. Why you overcome, it's because of the DNA you carry. God's divine nature is on the inside of the born again child of God. That is why the world cannot overcome the believer. The believer naturally overcomes. It's, it's, the Bible says, blessed be God who causes us always to triumph. The Bible says you are more than a conqueror through him that love you. Because of the seed that's in you, you cannot be defeated. That's the life of a child of God. Amen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so we said the way to come into this supernatural life. Because if Christ is not in your heart, you are natural. So the way to coming is to be born again. Jesus said to Nicodemus in the book of John chapter 3. Do not be surprised that I say unto you, you must be born again. Notice, Jesus was not suggesting that he should. Jesus was saying, this is the only option you've got. You must be born again. Don't be surprised that I say that to you. Because this is the only way. He that's born of the flesh is flesh. He that's born in the natural, it's natural. When your parents got together... Something happened. Your mother conceived and carried you for nine months. Some stayed longer though. Carried you for nine months and gave birth. Gave birth to you. It don't matter where you were given birth to. Maybe you were birthed in a five-star hospital. Or maybe you were given birth to in a market like me. I showed my daughter about over two years ago when we went to Lagos, Nigeria. And I showed her where my mom gave birth to me. My mom... Her water broke and she was going to the hospital. My dad took her, but they couldn't get to the hospital. She gave birth to me on the way. Maybe some of you were born at home. I know we have a, we, we have, but a coffee, but a coffee, which of your kids was born at home? Judah, sister Damaris. Give birth to Judah in the house. 
by herself. Correct? Yes. It was after she gave birth that she went to the hospital. She saved you a lot of money, brother. <laughs> so my father delivered me. I came out crying. And it was, it was late at night. I, I was told the story. I came out. I was crying. And some men came and surrounded my parents. They were not good men. They were robbers. And they said to my dad, what's the gender of the baby? My dad said, it's a boy. They said, if he was a girl, we'll kill him. We'll kill him. Yeah, that's what they told my dad. If it was a girl, we'll, we'll. But because it's a boy, we'll leave him. So, Mr. Man, go, go get a car, a taxi, and come take your, your wife and your baby to the hospital. We'll, we'll look after them while you go get a taxi. So I began to enjoy favor from the very first day I was born. Don't get jealous now. You need to get happy. I began to enjoy favor from the very first day they gave birth to me. So my forehead has favor boldly written on it. Hallelujah. But it doesn't matter how you were born. The Bible says there in the book of John chapter 3, I believe it's verse number 5. He that's born of the flesh is flesh. So when I came out, when I came out, I looked like my parents. Because they got together and I came. And I've got six other siblings. <laughs> we, <laughs> we all look alike. Some of us look more like my mother and a little like my father. I do. I look, I look like my mother's face, but I look like my father's physique. <laughs> and I remember when I started recording my messages here, at the time it was MP3. So I will preach on Sunday and I will come to the office on Monday. At the time, we didn't have all these guys that are now on our staff. I was, I was preaching. I was editing. I, I would edit my messages. I would edit Pastor Corey's messages. And then, um, so I would put my headphone on. And first, I was shocked when I was listening to my messages. As I'm cutting out all the unnecessary stuff. Now, unnecessary stuff, it's not the message. Unnecessary stuff, unnecessary stuff. It's like the sound that comes from the kid's room. Because the microphones are so good, they pick up the sound that comes from the kid's room. And so that interval there where you have, eee, I cut, I cut, I cut, I cut that out, right? And then I, I, I actually cut it out in such a way where what seems like a two-hour message, it's now a 15-minute message. If you know what I mean. Sometimes you have all kinds of interruptions in the middle of the message. Somebody gets up to go to the toilet like some people like to do. They like to go to the toilet when the message starts. And so they get up to go to the toilet. And it happens sometimes for too many times. And I have to correct it. But I don't want that in my message. 
Hey, stop walking around. You guys are disturbing the service this morning. What's going on here? I don't want to leave that in the message. So as I'm editing, I have to listen through and cut all those things out. You know, you understand what I'm saying? So as I was editing, I was sounding like my brother. I said to myself, this, this is like Wilson speaking. This is my immediate senior brother. When he would call me on the phone, we would talk. Now he lives in, lives in London, so we don't see all the time. So he calls me on the phone, we talk. And so when I was editing, this sounds like Wilson. But I, I preached the message. It wasn't Wilson. It was me. But you see, what am I trying to show you? Because we were born by the same parents, we have the same traits. We resemble our parents. That's what Jesus meant when he said, he that's born of the flesh is flesh. Or he that's born naturally is what? Natural. But he that's born of the spirit ah, is spirit. So he that's born by the spirit is spiritual. So what that means is you resemble God, you talk like God, you look like God, you carry the attributes and the nature and the characteristics of God. Now, some may not realize it because they don't know it's available. But the fact that you don't know does not negate what God has done. In you, a man that's born again, a woman that's born again, is the nature of God. That's why he says in 1 John 5, 4, He that's born of God overcometh the world. In 1 John 4, 4, it says, Little children, you have overcome them, for greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. Come on now, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So you see that because you are born again, you have God's nature. That's why it says in 1 John, it says, He that is born of God cannot sin. Now, now listen, listen carefully. Don't get that all twisted. It is referring to the nature of God in you that can't sin. But, you sin. Correct? But you know why you sin? Because there is a soul that is still progressively being saved. There is a soul that is still progressively being saved. Man is spirit. I want to say man is spirit. He has a soul. It lives in the body. Say it one more time. Man is spirit. He has a soul. He lives in the body. Now, some people, some people have said it this way. Man is spirit, soul, and body. That is incorrect. Man is not spirit, soul, and body. Man is spirit. Now, when you say man is spiritual and body, what, what you're saying is that man is, let's say, 60% spirit, 20% uh, soul, and 20% uh, body. But that's not true. Man is not spiritual and body. Man is spirit. The man is the real person that you don't see. He has a soul. And his soul is his mind, his will, his intellect, and his emotions. 
That is, his, that is his soul. His mind, his will, his intellect, his emotions. And he lives in a physical house called the body. So the real man does not die. The real man don't die. That's why Paul said, we shall not all sleep. The, the word really sleep there, it's in reference to death. But he wouldn't use death, rather he uses sleep. Because the man that's born again don't die. The man who is born again sleeps. And anyone who sleeps wakes up. <laughs> Come on, say amen. amen. So the spirit man, the real man, has a soul. Now, the spirit man was instantly saved the day you gave your life to Christ. The soul wasn't. The soul is progressively. I want to say progressively. The soul is progressively saved. That is why you have scriptures like Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living what? Sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That's verse 1. Verse 2 says, and do not conform to this world. To this what? World, the world, the word world there does not mean trees and fish and oceans and galaxies. No, the word world there means system. Don't be conformed to the system of this world of this age, but be ye transformed. The word transformed is the Greek word metamorphosis, which is the process. And once it's a process. So I told you, or I asked you the question, why do you sin? The reason is because there is a process of change that is taking place in the realm of the soul. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So I want to say there is a process. Tell your neighbor, don't be too hard on yourself. Tell your neighbor, relax. Somebody needed to hear that. Tell somebody else, relax. It's a process. You are too hard on yourself. Take it easy. Take it easy. Oh, Pastor Godwell, you don't know what I did yesterday night. Relax. Pastor Godwell, you don't know the thoughts that I had last week. Relax. It's a process. I say it's a process. I say it's a process. It's a process, my friends. Take it easy. This is what religious spirits have done to many Christians. They sin and they don't know how to return. Because the devil comes and he begins to beat you up. 
with condemnation. Romans 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Who do not walk after the flesh but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Come on now say amen. So don't let the devil beat you up with condemnation ever again. What you did has been done. Repent, move on. That's why 1 John chapter 1 from verse 9 was written. From verse 7 he says, if you admit you've sinned and you confess your sins, he is faithful and just. In the Amplified Classic, he says, according to his nature. Uh, according to his what? Nature. God's nature is to forgive. He's faithful and just to forgive all your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That is what God loves doing. Stop beating yourself up. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. A great one of God told the story. She said, she said, uh, I would go to God and I would say, Lord, I want to ask for forgiveness. You know what I, what I did the other day? I'm sorry. Next time, Lord, you know what I did the other day? I'm sorry. Forgive me. The Lord said, I forgive you. You forgive yourself. The Lord said, I forgive you. You forgive yourself. That's what some people need to do maybe. The Lord said, I forgave you. Forgive yourself. You're holding on to this thing for too long. And you fail to realize that it's a process. Come on now, it's a process. It's a process. It's a process. Some of the things we, we struggled with when we just gave our lives to Christ. With time we grew out of them. Because the word of God has changed us. Come on, say amen. amen. We grew out of them. Just like your child, your baby, my God, they're learning how to walk, they, they fall, they get up, and all of that. But are you going to say, hey, baby, what's wrong with you? <laughs> when are you going to walk? Oh, no, you, you don't do that. You're going to keep encouraging. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. The baby falls. You run to the baby. You think you're better than God? What, what makes you think God would treat you harshly because you fell? When your child falls, do you smack the child? No, you don't. But you think you're better than God because when you fall, God smacked you. No, God did not smack you. It's the devil that was condemning you. When you fell, God was running to pick you up. The Bible said the righteous man falls down seven times. And he gets up seven times. Come on now, say amen. You preach like this. People say, oh, Pastor Godwell is encouraging people to sin. No, Pastor Godwell is not encouraging people to sin. Pastor Godwell is showing people grace. Because what grace does is not cover sin. Grace empowers you not to sin. Amen. When you understand grace, you won't sin. When Jesus said to the woman who was caught in the act of adultery, he said, go and what? Sin no more. I believe with all my heart he wasn't rebuking her. No, he was giving her grace not to sin. Go and hey, woman, take the grace not to sin. Praise God. 
Tell your neighbor, relax. You're too hard on yourself. And the worst thing sometimes are the people around you. The holier than thou people. They think they are better than you. So they, they, they spend time judging you. They judge your actions. They judge the way you talk. They judge everything about They judge your dress. Listen, guys, we must be, we, the, Jesus said, judge not so that you are not judged. The same measure of judgment you dole out shall be measured back to you. And one of the things I've seen when it comes to sowing and reaping is this. The harvest is always bigger. The harvest is always bigger than the seed. You know that, right? So when you're about to open your mouth and speak in a derogatory manner to someone, be ready. Because what's going to come back mm -hmm, will be bigger. Because you know it's give and it shall be giving unto you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaking together. And running over. Shall men give back to you. That's what the Bible says. Shall men pour back to you. It says with the same measure you measure out. It shall be measured back unto you. So before you speak. Think. Last week we looked at supernatural increase. I don't know if you know God wants us to increase. God does not want us to decrease. Okay? God wants us to increase. This year you will do big things. This year you will run with blessings. But today it starts. You do big things today, you run with blessings today. I, t I said, let's not keep saying this year, this year, this year. And then before you know it, it's December. <laughs> let's, be <laughs> let's start doing big things today. Amen. Tell your neighbor today. today. Yeah, because a lot of times people get prophetic word and they keep saying it will happen. No, let it begin to happen. And do what it takes to make it happen. Step out in faith. Take big risks. Big risk will bring big results. Don't be afraid. Peter stepped out of the boat. And Peter began to walk on the water because Jesus had said to him, come. And he stepped out and he walked on the water of the supernatural. I will do it. Uh, when? Take the step. I'll start that business. When? Take the step. Pastor God, I don't have money. Who said you don't have money? Money comes when you have an idea. That's why money is known as provision. Prefix pro for vision. So no vision. The problem hasn't been lack of money. The problem has always been lack of a vision. If you've got a vision, God will provide for that vision. I tell you, what God orders, God will pay for. Oh, that amen is very weak. What, whatever God orders, God will pay for it. 
God will never order for something and not pay for it. If God has given you a desire, if God has given you a vision to start something, God will pay for that thing because it is not your vision in the first place. So do not worry about where the provision will come from because the same God who has told you, who have told you to do it, will make the provision necessary to get it done. When he said to Abraham, take now thy son, thine only son, to the region of Moriah and offer him on one of the mountains that I will show you as a burnt offering, Abraham obeyed and stepped out in faith. But when Abraham got there, God already placed the provision waiting for him there. What if Abraham never obeyed God? Abraham wouldn't have seen the end of it. God never tells you to do something without bringing the provision before you even begin. But people don't see the provision, but that's the reason why they don't step out. The provision was there in the region of Moriah waiting for Abraham. God just wanted Abraham to step out and do it. As long as he stepped out, he was going to come to the provision. Come on now, shout hallelujah. So if God has told you to start a business, step out in faith. Start it. What if I don't have the money? No, you will have the money. Because we are not serving hell cheapo. We're serving El Shaddai. Come on now, my God, who is more than enough? That's the God we serve, not El Chipo, but El Shaddai. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Come on now, shout hallelujah. Upon Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance, and the sons of Jacob will possess their possession. Fear has paralyzed so many. They haven't done what God told them to do 15 years ago because of fear. Oh, what will happen? What if I fail? What if I don't make it? What if you make it? Have you thought about that? Why listen to the devil? What if I don't make it? Some young men are not married because, oh, what if I cannot? Step out, talk to that girl. Come on, I'm preaching good, say amen. Step out in faith. Come on now, talk to that young lady and say, tell her. Tell the vision. You will be shocked. The lady wants to follow you because you've got a vision. Come on, say amen. And when you tell her the vision, I promise you, ladies like men with vision. Ladies don't like men who just roam around, do nothing. When a man has got a vision, the lady will tag onto that vision. The lady will tag onto that man. That is what... My wife and I, when we, <laughs> okay, let me change the topic. because <laughs> hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory to God. I told my wife. I told her, I will, I will tell her the vision. I told her the vision. My goodness. Before we got married, I was just talking about vision. I didn't have money. My money was waiting for me in heaven. And, uh, and the provision was there waiting. I just needed to talk to this lady and tell her how I felt about her. Tell her she's, you know, and just express, express myself. I'm going deeper. So when I, when I expressed myself and she saw the vision, 
She said, oh, yeah, yeah I, want, I want this. She, she came on. She tagged on. And she's been tagging on since then. Hallelujah. Come on now, somebody shout hallelujah. If I was afraid, because I did not have money, I was so broke. Oh my goodness, I was so broke, I was sounding like a broken record. <laughs> and some of you, some of you young women, you, 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 you are looking down on the young man. You're looking so down on the young man because he hasn't got money yet. You say that, oh, well, this guy can't even buy a cup of tea. This guy can't. <laughs> You're looking down on the guy and that's the problem with you. You, you are so up there. You think you are, you think you are Miss Universe. And oh, that, that guy is too low for me. No, at the time I got to my, I was, I seemed too low in the natural. Honestly. If you know, if you know where she's coming from and you know her story, I seemed naturally too low for her. So even people who heard I wanted to marry her, they spoke negative. <laughs> they were so negative. Somebody came to her and someone gave her a prophecy. Oh yeah. Uh, she hasn't. Someone gave her a prophecy. A prophecy. Prophecy from the devil. And when I heard the prophecy, guess what I did? I went after the man. And I, re I tell you, I told him, don't you ever give her a word. Don't you give her a prophecy. And that was the last time he gave her a word. You can hear from God for me. She's the one the Lord has given to me. I know. Who are you? <laughs> no, really. Sometimes the, the reason why some young ladies are not married is because they, 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 don't, they think the guy's too... He, he hasn't, he's not up to par. Mm. Ah, but my wife saw that there was this hidden treasure in me. Hallelujah. There she is. Hallelujah. 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 You glory to God. You've got to have eyes in the spirit to see the treasure. You've got to see what God has placed on the inside of the person. You can't just be looking in the natural. Naturally, um, um she took care of me, she would buy me stuff. She would, I mean, even when we got married, she would buy me stuff. Now I'm the one that no, at some point you take over. <laughs> Come on now, say amen. You take over. When God opens the door and God blesses and promotes you, you take responsibility. You work together to grow your home together. And you live your life with such appreciation for the one that God has brought into your life. And you don't ever, you don't ever treat them like trash. Come on, I'm preaching good, say amen. No, so fear 
It's a weapon from the, from the devil to paralyze you. So that you don't step into big things. And you don't achieve your goals. You don't achieve the vision of God for your life. So tell somebody, I will not be afraid. In 2022, I will do big things. Every day, I will take big steps. I will run with blessings. Not helter-skelter. In Jesus' name. Then if you believe it, give the Lord a big shout of hallelujah. 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 <laughs> big things. Big steps. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Big things. Big steps. Big things. Mighty things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you. Just lift your two hands to him right now and just begin to worship him right now. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we honor you. Thank you for big things. Thank you for great things. Thank you for mighty things. In the name that's above every other name. The name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. I take authority over the spirit of fear. That wants to paralyze your people. And stop them from rising up to the place where you have ordained for them. Lord, that business that you have put in your hearts. That ministry that you have put in your hearts. Lord, that relationship that you have put in your hearts. I declare in the name of Jesus that they will rise up and they will take their place. They will not be stopped. They will not be hindered. They will not be held back by the demonic forces of darkness. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that even the renewing of the mind will happen by your word. That even as your word has come forth this morning, that your word will bring about a change, a transformation in the way they think, that they begin to think big. They begin to think the way you want them to think. They begin to think according to your purposes, according to your plans, according to your word. And Lord, they will step out this week and they shall see great things happen in their lives. Lord, we worship you. Pray in the Holy Ghost, everybody, if you. Everybody pray in the Holy Ghost if you can. If you speak in tongues, begin to speak in tongues right now. Begin to speak with tongues right now. If, if you speak with tongues, begin to speak with tongues right now. And if you don't, lift your hands and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. He that prays in tongues, speaks not to man but to God. How be it in the Spirit, he speaketh forth mysteries. No man understandeth him. Yegadabara vi endorobos palinda 
Zabela Pona Balifintan Ingredea, Laco Pale Itanondre. Lift your voice, my friends. Lift your voice, my friends. Kelebosa, Pala Indo, Ribadopa, Manandos, Mandendos, Mandendos, Mangendos, Rekataya, Redadadados, Redadadondoya, Rapaten Embrea, Komanan Ribendabare, Lebados, Pala, Bamenombre Vida. Rivedam Bretas, Rekatane Gede, Rade de Manondelata, Mandelevia Sanondre, Mandelevia Magedebos, Kadatas, Karadose, Kaminendreto, Regedebos, Sepane, Magedebos, Palies Nondre, Labadabadabada. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we bless your name.